What a day for a daydreaming boy. Welcome everyone to the Scott Hotelling Podcast. I'm Scott Hotelling. Today I want to talk about the most underrated teams in the NBA. And also some hockey news. A little injury news, more specifically, of Genny Malkin and Jack Eichel. But first, underrated teams in the NBA want to start out with the Utah Jazz. They had the best record in the Western Conference last year, and I think a lot of people seem to forget that. And they had some injuries, both to Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell. Remember, Donovan Mitchell is still only 25 years old, even though it seems like he's been around for like a decade. And this core group has played with each other for a while now, and you can look at that as an advantage or a disadvantage, depending on what you think of that core. Because of their lack of playoff success, you might think they can't win in the playoffs. And that's some changes, you know, maybe some major changes need to be made or that, listen, you can't win every year. Sometimes you're going to lose in the playoffs when you think you should have went farther. But if you believe in that core and that any year that, you know, you can contend for a title, if you stick with them, they'll break, they'll break through eventually. And listen, are we sure Mitchell doesn't get better this year and into the future? Has he hit his peak? I mean, a lot of players, star players, in fact, have had playoff disappointments earlier in their careers for several years before they broke through. So it's not a knock on Mitchell or even the Jazz yet. Unless, you know, they, they of course, fail to break through again in the next couple of seasons. But they still have time. Again, that's if you believe in their core or not. And, you know, some people don't, some people do. I've heard, you know, some people knock on Rudy Gobert. He's a defensive player of the year, but you can't win with him in in the playoffs the way they play basketball now. I disagree, but we'll see what happens. But again, I think they have at least this season and even next season to break through and to show really what they're capable of. Whether they'll stick with that core if they don't break through this year remains to be seen. But I think that core can get it done, especially if Donovan Mitchell gets even better. The next team, Phoenix Suns. I mean, I don't think they're going to make a return trip to the finals this year. But that doesn't mean I don't see the upside of this team and that it's not possible. Look, I think DeAndre Ayton could have a really good year this year and take that next step. And Devin Booker could elevate his game to another level as well. I mean, I think playing in the Olympics, getting a quick respite from that finals loss, and being part of winning his last game, getting that gold medal, that's the last image of him playing competitive basketball and not the NBA finals, not that loss, can really help. And obviously being around the best players in the world, that's going to help too. And obviously this team is going to be highly motivated to prove some doubters wrong. Especially the ones that say without all the injuries, they wouldn't have got within two games of the title. But I think, you know, a lot of people aren't necessarily writing this team off or undervaluing just how good this team really was last year. And remember what they did in the bubble. So they kind of proved it at the end of the season before last 
in the bubble. And then they just took that momentum, carried it over to last year, and continued to build on that. And listen, I mean, who knows what that final experience could do for them mentally. Knowing that they can get there, giving them that confidence and that taste of playing for the championship going into this year. They can feed off that. And a lot of it has to do with Chris Paul's health. Is Chris Paul going to be healthy this year? And can he maintain that throughout the course of the year? Because that always seems to be the story, right? Chris Paul is, you know, gets injured in the playoffs. But if Chris Paul is healthy, I think they can make another run at that title. Whether they get there or not, who knows. But I think a lot of fans and a lot of people are underrating just how good this team is and how good it can be. Because they can improve. I don't necessarily think this team hit their peak last year. And so I think they have some room for improvement. I think they can get there. But a lot of it has to do with health. They're not my favorites. But would it be a surprise if they got there again? I don't think so. It wouldn't be a shock. And then the next team is Miami. And I think people forget that this team went to the NBA Finals two years ago in the bubble. They did go to the NBA Finals just two years ago. Or maybe they don't forget it because it was the bubble and they don't put much stock into what happened there because it was such a different environment there. But you did have a pretty good indicator of how well this team was put together. And, you know, remember, another team that played lights out of the bubble was the Phoenix Suns, who obviously I just talked about. And remember, in the playoffs last year, the Heat did lose to the Bucks, beating them the year before. So it's not like they lost to some lower-level team. And you add Kyle Lowry, you re-sign Duncan Robinson, Victor Oladipo, and a big part of this is Oladipo's health. If Oladipo can get healthy and stay healthy, that's another potentially huge piece for him. So personally, I like this team. I really like this team. Again, these are my underrated teams, so I'm not I'm not saying that they're going to beat the Nets or anything like that if both teams are healthy. But I think they're underrated, and I think they could surprise some people, especially in the playoffs. And if things go their way, who knows? This team could definitely get out of the East. Remember, Kyle Lowry is an NBA champion. Spolstra, who doesn't get enough credit, is an NBA champion too. And he has proven he can lead a team to the NBA Finals without LeBron. Because, you know, he's he's won two championships and he's been to four NBA Finals, but that was all with LeBron. So what is he without LeBron? Well, he's been to another NBA Finals without LeBron. So again, if this team gets out of the East and goes to the Finals, just like Phoenix, I don't think it would be a shocker. So now, unfortunately, to some injury news in hockey. 
This Jack Eichel situation just keeps getting worse and worse by the day, doesn't it? So he fails his physical at the Buffalo Sabres training camp, and now he's been stripped of his captaincy. So he'll be placed on injured reserve, I believe, to start the year. And this whole thing started because of the herniated disc in his neck and the battle between the two sides, what's the best way to treat the injury, that kind of thing. So the Sabres want him to get fusion surgery from all the reports out there. And, and Eichel himself wants to get disc replacement surgery, meaning an artificial disc is, is placed in his neck. I mean, obviously I've never had to go through it myself, but you know, you read a lot about it. And, you know, I was a professional wrestling fan from back in the day, and you see a, a lot of professional wrestlers have to go through this type of surgery because they're always having neck issues. I mean, I'd have to go with disc replacement surgery myself. A lot of professional wrestlers have went through the fusion surgery, and, you know, it, it didn't turn out that great for them. It healed them, but they lose mobility in their neck, and it's just not the same. I mean, your neck is not supposed to be fused together. I mean, it's not, obviously, right? So I understand that it's more common, but that doesn't mean it's the best option. We're always trying to improve, right? We're always trying to get better. So just because it's common now doesn't mean there's not going to be a better way in the future. And it looks like the future is now. I mean, we're not just talking about his hockey health, but we're talking about his health for the rest of his life. Okay? Fusing your neck together is scary, man. Especially when there's another option out there. I mean, if replacement surgery works, you'd have potentially a lot a lot less loss of your natural movement in your neck and the potential that future surgeries wouldn't be needed. I mean, it's not like he's just trying to sit out the year and doesn't want to get his health in order. I mean, man, if it was me, I, I would do exactly what I thought was the best move in terms of my overall health, not just my hockey health, but overall health. And if I had an opinion that was different than my employer and we were at an impasse, I'd still have to do what's best for me and my health. And I know there's consequences to that decision, but I'm the one that has to live with the consequences. Again, not just in the next decade, but for the rest of my life. So, I mean, it's a scary situation to be in in terms of an injury to your neck, man. I really hope he gets to make the, the decision that he's comfortable with and not feel forced to do something he doesn't want to do because he's going to have to live with it the rest of his life. If he fuses his neck together, he's going to have to live with that decision for the rest of his life. It's not like you can take it back. You get one shot at this. So, I mean, I think both sides want to trade at this point. I mean, obviously Eichel wants to trade because he's requested one. And Listen, the Sabres don't agree with the solution to the injury that he wants to do, but you trade him. I mean, you know, you got to trade him at that point. If you don't agree with his solution and you want him to get fusion surgery, he doesn't, he's not, I, I mean, I hope he doesn't get it. I hope he gives the disc replacement surgery a chance if that's what he feels comfortable with. So both sides want to trade. 
And I'm sure the Sabres are going to try and trade him. But you shouldn't be forcing the guy to, to treat his injury in the way that he's not comfortable with when there's obviously other possible solutions out there that could honestly be a far better option. So, listen, there's risks, risks to either surgery. So I just hope he gets healthy and, you know, the whole situation gets resolved sooner rather than later. And continuing with some injury news, Evgeny Malkin will miss at least the first two months of the season as he recovers from knee surgery, which means the Pittsburgh Penguins will not only be missing Evgeny Malkin, but Sidney Crosby at the start of the season. Because Sidney Crosby is recovering from wrist surgery. Although he shouldn't miss too much time, most likely a, a couple of weeks in the beginning of the season. Because his GM, Ron Hextall, said he's been skating just about every day now. He's just not handling the puck, you know, handling the puck yet. But he's on the same timeline that they initially gave, which was a minimum of six weeks. And he had the surgery on September 8th. So it looks like he'll be he'll be back sooner rather than later. And Jeff Carter is going to get some big minutes to help fill some of that gap until at least Crosby returns, along with a host of other guys that are going to try and help plug the holes at the beginning of the year. But I brought this up in a previous podcast where I talked about Crosby's injury, and they do have a favorable schedule, at least in terms of home and away games. Because they play eight games at home in a row after going on the road at Tampa Bay and at Florida for the first two games of the, the season. Which, you know, those are obviously two big games to start the year. And missing your two best players, those are rough games. But again, eight games at home, and they do play some, some tough opponents at home. But at least you're home, you know, in terms of home and away, you'd rather be home than away. And listen, you know, if Crosby only misses a week or two, which hopefully it's no longer than that, I mean, that's the timeline. That'll obviously make it a little bit of a better situation. But being without Evgeny Malkin for at least two months and possibly more, it's a big blow to them. It's a big blow to that team. They're going to need Evgeny Malkin to come back as, as you know, soon as possible as long as he's healthy, of course. And hopefully Crosby, you know, continues down that timeline and he won't be sidelined for for too long and he'll miss a few games and he'll be right back. And hopefully the injury won't be a lingering one. Hopefully that surgery went well and no more problems. A lot of injuries in sports, man. Too many. Too many injuries. So that about wraps up this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. We'll see you next time on the Scott Hotel and Pod.